Aloha, it's Annalisa Burgos here in Honolulu, Hawaii. Wanted to give you a quick update on what's going on here on the islands after my shift on KITV4 Island News is where I work as a reporter and an anchor. And so today the big news was the launch of the Inter-Island Vaccine Exception Program. That's what the state is calling it. It's essentially a form of the vaccine passport that you've been hearing about in the news where if you are fully vaccinated two weeks after uh, you can start traveling and not have to be subject to quarantine and other restrictions. So that launched today for inter-island travelers but only for those who got their vaccine in Hawaii and the reason for that is because the state can verify the authenticity of the vaccination card because they can uh, double check it against the Department of Health database because anyone who gets a vaccine here in Hawaii is registered with the Department of Health and they're still trying to figure out how they are going to expand the program to trans-Pacific travelers meaning people who got their vaccination from out of state and uh, that's gonna be a little bit more challenging according to the state leaders. So that's why that hasn't launched yet. They're targeting a July or summer launch, uh, hopefully because they're working with some third party vendors like Common Pass and Clear, which already offer kind of this vaccine uh, or actually digital health pass system. So that's the key. They. They want to be able to verify. They're, they're really worried about this idea of falsifying vaccination cards. So they're being, you know, extra careful about that. And uh, so far, it seems like the launch today went smoothly. Uh, wait times weren't that long for inter-island travelers. And there are some, I guess questions from people including what if I'm a Hawaii resident but I ended up getting my vaccine on the mainland for whatever reason. So I spoke to a guy who happened to be in Washington state at the time that vaccines were rolling out and he was eligible so he got one there. So he cannot participate in this inter-island travel system or this this passport system right now because they haven't opened it up yet to people who have gotten their vaccines outside of Hawaii. And then another issue is, you know, people who are vaccinated in Hawaii but are on the mainland right now and so they are saying, well, hey, you can verify my vaccination because I got it in Hawaii, so why can't I do the um, you know passport system now? But the reason I'm being told that that's not possible is because Trans-Pacific travel in general, uh, anyone traveling from the mainland, for example, it doesn't qualify. They're, they still have to work out the kinks for that, even if you are were or vaccinated here in Hawaii. So that's the big news of the day. Um, and uh, as expected, because of this passport system for vaccines, 
people who were waiting to get the vaccine or are reluctant to get it or even some who didn't even want it at all are actually getting it now because they want to travel and they want to just have more of the freedom to do things that you know they they couldn't have done without the vaccine so uh, I know a couple of people or at least a couple of people that I spoke to at a vaccination site today that said, you know, they weren't going to get it at all, ever. But because many governments, including our own, are uh, requiring it for travel, for, you know, restrictions, um, or to avoid restrictions on travel, they're getting it just to make life easier for them. So I found that interesting. And so perhaps that is one of the ways that more people can get vaccinated because, you know, they're always talking about, let's get to herd immunity. Let's get 75 to 80% people vaccinated. Um, but pretty much nowadays there's a lot of vaccine, but not enough people getting that now because whoever wanted it has already gotten it. And the people that are kind of like still on the fence or not sure or don't feel like they need one um you know they're not they're not getting it but again because of this vaccine passport system they may see a little bit of a bump in demand and then also the other thing is that Pfizer just got authorization emergency use authorization for the vaccine to be used for 12 to 15 year olds so right now anyone above the age of 16 can get the vaccine but now with this um, emergency use authorization anyone above the age of 12 can get Pfizer which is a two-shot regimen which is the one I got back in February and so the that should be interesting because again there's about I guess 67,000 according to our Department of Health here 67,000 people who are between the ages of 12 and 15 and even if you know about half or a little bit more than that end up getting the vaccine um, it won't be you know such a big burden on the system right now uh, so but the, already Queens Medical Centers has uh, clinics going on and they are already accepting uh, kids 12 about above 12 so that's interesting um, the Department of Health has said that they are still working through the kinks of bureaucracy but Queens has already pretty much said they're going to start doing it tomorrow so I thought that was interesting so yeah that, that's a lot of um, vaccine news travel I mean the big thing is that more than 20,000 travelers are coming to Hawaii each day now and it's just gonna get worse I think uh, depending on your perspective but as a resident um, yeah we are not that happy about having too many people on the islands um, unless you're a business owner that relies on tourism then then it's good for you because you're trying to recoup a lot of the costs that you lost last year during the height of the pandemic but I think for people like me that live here work here 
uh, we're kind of, I guess, I, uh, we're dealing with it, but we're not that happy about it because again, it's still a pandemic. There's still a lot of people. Um, I know people are being safe. Most of the majority of the visitors who do come here are getting the uh, are getting vaccinated or are getting the negative test results because they're required to. So that's you know a little bit of comfort. But I think uh, the one thing I do miss about the pandemic is the days when there was no traffic and that you know you could enjoy the beauty of Hawaii. Um, without many people obstructing it, <laughs> especially when I lived in Waikiki. So I don't live in Waikiki anymore. I live in a local neighborhood um, that's closer to downtown. And I think um, a lot of us who remember the days when there were hardly any people out and the beaches were empty, especially Waikiki Beach, I mean, it was, it was nice. And I can, I understand when you are a local here, um, you know, even you know, especially for native Hawaiians, you, you tend to almost be protective of this place and, uh, you know, just want to preserve it for what it is. And you really want visitors who understand that and can respect that. But I think what we're seeing is that there are visitors here that really are just here to do, you know, touristy things and want to be famous on Instagram or, you know, want to make people jealous on social media that they're here in Hawaii, you know, and, and that's the one thing um, I kind of lament about social media is that it's become almost a competition for the best pictures and the best experiences and uh, that in itself isn't a good thing for, for Hawaii because you get a lot of these IG people that just want to, you know, maybe look great and, and take these nice pictures, but in the end, they don't understand the meaning of some of the places they're visiting. So yeah, those are my thoughts for today. Uh, if you do plan on coming to Hawaii, keep in mind that there is still these travel restrictions in place. And just, um, again, respect people, respect the aina, as they say here. And you're, you can enjoy yourself, but just remember to respect the laws of the local, uh, the locals and be safe and protect each other. All right. Aloha, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye.